Hey there, everyone. This is Tyler Pybram from Five Tool Productions, and this is the Create Smarter Podcast. Well, to say there was a lot going on in the world might be the understatement of the century. So with everything happening, what should marketers be doing? Today, we're trying to answer that question with Bill Schick. He's the founder of Mesh Interactive in Boston. We talk about these unprecedented times and how not to be tone deaf, and also why it's important to know who you are and to stay true to your original mission statement. All that and a whole lot more, and it starts right now. So we welcome in Bill. Bill, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Tyler. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing well, all things considered. Interesting time for sure right now, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Unprecedented is overused, but absolutely true. Nobody's seen anything like this. Yeah, it's wild, and especially from a small business perspective and a marketing perspective, a lot of folks just kind of don't know what to do. And like you said, it's unprecedented. So there's no real roadmap to say, okay, here's what people did in the past. What should I do now? It's it's kind of wild times, and people are kind of blazing their own trail. And obviously, that's what we're talking about today. So before we get into that, though, kind of paint the picture. Give me a little idea of um, who Mesh Interactive really is. Yeah, so so we're a small boutique agency out of Boston, and we work with larger technology brands to really help them uh, develop and consolidate brand stories. You know, a lot of companies grow through acquisition. They develop new products. Their customers change. So we help them really uh, uncover who they are to their uh, communities and their customers. We also work with them on developing different digital strategies through marketing uh, or technology um, and then execute on a lot of a lot of marketing tech. So um, that is us in a nutshell. Awesome. The 30,000 foot view. I dig it. Love it. So with that, I think you and I were talking on the phone last week, uh, just kind of in preparation of this. And you guys handle marketing, not necessarily a kind of blast out to the world. You really kind of talk about the, the customer journey and walking through people, kind of that one-to-one relationship. Tell me a little bit about that and explain that to me and for the folks that are listening. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question. So, you know, a lot of marketing that in sales, sales and marketing that's that's put out there right now um, has been, or I would say before now, you know, in before the last couple of weeks, he's really uh, been focused in trying to pull people into the sale as quickly as possible, and it's still not reflective of this is super clear customer journey where just like you would with a human being you need to develop and nurture a relationship with your prospects before and if they ever become customers. So what we do is, you know, typically there are eight uh, stages to that customer journey, whether you're, you know, B2B, B2C, whatever you're working with there. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of content out there that tries to overly simplify that journey. And our clients typically have taken a swing at that um, have have struggled a little bit, and and we come in and we help them map out the full journey, understand uh, deeply who the buyers are, what their what their challenges they're facing, and how they can help solve those, um, and really understand the bridge and the connection between um, the the buyer and their challenges and their needs and the place that they would like to get to, usually via our our clients' technology or products and services. 
Awesome. So it's not really business to business, business to consumer. It's human to human at the end of the day, right? You know, I I think that so often gets lost along the process that people forget that we're talking to people here, right? This isn't a, some, you know, brick and mortar building that you're talking to. You're talking to a person at the other end of the, um, the phone, right? So that's the the way it all works. Um, With that though, so right now I, I feel like there's no better time to have that kind of connection with people and why it's so important right now to have that connection with people, isn't it? I mean, just with everything going on, it just, it kind of solidifies the fact that you need to have that, that one-to-one kind of conversation with folks in a sense. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, again, everybody will say that it's never been more important than right at this, this particular moment. Um, I mean, that's obvious, you know, I mean, I would say look around, but we're all sitting, you know, at our homes or, or, or in a, a minimized office environment, if you will. Um, and it, it really is more important than ever to understand not just the buyer's journey, but the context of what's going on. You know, is, are, are you relevant to a conversation somebody's having right, ha- having right now? Um, I can give you an example that uh, I'm running into. So, um, you know, Four or five weeks ago, uh, you know, Jennifer, she heads up the agency, and I were looking at our resources and realizing that as as we grow, we are maxing out things like our agency's phone and, and internet bandwidth, right? It's a small, small thing, but we're a small agency, and we're looking at that. And so we're, we're speaking with our provider and saying, you know, what can we do to, uh, to, to fix this? And that conversation is happening, and then, and that now we're all working from home. And that particular company is, is, is a little bit tone deaf to the situation that we're facing. And we do continue to receive, e- it feels like automated email touches that say, hey, are you going to keep going, you know, this, this type of thing. They're not considering the fact that nobody's in the office right now. We don't have the, the challenges that we're facing. And I do see a lot of email marketing coming through that way. I see a lot of social advertising or blog content that might have been created months ago that is in uh, a cadence or a content calendar that people are still producing without any modification for what's happening right now. And, you know, on one level, it can be uh, it can be something as small as a photo with people touching hands, you know, that visual uh, that is just out of sync with the reality we're living in in this moment, or it could be something kind of way out there that just is not acknowledging the situation at all is just ignoring it. And it just, you know, we just don't need that sort of thing right now. Well, I was going to say, I think, you know, you hear so much right now, I feel like all the time I've been bombarded with, you know, content automation, right? And we hear that so consistently right now from, uh, from everybody, from a lot of folks out there, um, and a lot of brands out there that just talk about the, the benefits of content automation. And I'm all for that. But you also have to make sure that your content automation and things like you said that have been lined up that maybe, you know, two, three, four months in advance, pay attention to what you're putting out there, right? You might want to, you know, maybe put pause on the uh, the automation standpoint because it, it is tough and everybody's mind's in a uh, different place. You know, I was having a conversation earlier this morning with a client and they talked about, 
how they've actually missed a few pieces of content that have gone out that they thought they were, you know, basically put a hold on pretty much everything. But there were a few that just didn't necessarily go out because they put it in some um, kind of automation tool that was just pushing out, like you said, on a kind of a fairly regular cadence. Every kind of Tuesday, they came out with their latest X topic. Um, and this one really just wasn't relevant to that. With that in mind, should you be creating content kind of around the situation? I mean, what, what should you be doing right now from that standpoint? I think that's a great question. Um, and, and for me, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily limit it to strictly content. I would look at everything that the company is doing because, you know, I, I forget who said it, but, you know, there are two functions of any company. It's to, to make or produce, you know, your product or service, and then it's to market and sell your product and service and everybody you know in a company right now is in the marketing department every interaction that an employee has with a customer is some form of marketing because that interaction becomes a story and that customer tells that story to other people and we're in a moment where everybody is living uh, a lot of their moments online they're feeling a lot of pressure and they will they will be more vocal when when they might not have been otherwise. So it's really important to look at that in that every experience that you deliver to a customer becomes content somewhere. Um, so as you're looking at this, uh, I can bring it back to the question that you asked, which is what do we do about our content marketing? Um, I would say uh, look at what your your company is doing right now and see what category you fall into. Is your product or service relevant in this moment, in this context? So do I provide something that people really care about right now? I saw an email that came out from, I think, I think it was Levi Jeans. Um, mm -hmm. And it was a, it was, it could have been one of those typical, hey, this is our response to what's going on right now emails. Very corporate, very overly, you know, corporate communications done. But they used, a, they used a, a real voice, an authentic, it just felt like somebody was speaking to you. I think they said in the email, there was a line in there that said, you know, buying jeans probably isn't top of mind for you or something, you know, something like that. And, yeah. and they just, they just, acknowledge the fact that, listen, we know where we sit kind of in the current environment. And mm -hmm. we just want to let you know that when you're ready, we are here for you. And here, you know, here's some of the things that we're doing. So it's really nice and authentic. They they understand kind of where they live today. Uh, a lot of companies are, are sort of using this. And, and again, it comes back to that marketing tone deafness of like now's the time to purchase, make the make the 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 buy that you know we've been waiting for you to make. So understand where you you sort of live in the hierarchy of of needs, and if if you know if you're relevant, um, you know be helpful, uh, be authentic, um, speak to the situation, don't ignore it, you know be sensitive to it. Um, but you know is there a way? um to to get the most out of content and this is something that we've been talking about and i think what you know we talked about years ago when we first met it's it's really about providing utility people need help mm -hmm. right now. um and it's they're only consuming a, a handful uh of, of types of content it's either utility content it's helping me solve a problem that i'm experiencing right now and we're seeing a lot of how do you run meetings from home how do you use 
you know, web-based video tools? How do you do this and that and the other thing? Um, the, the content that I love, uh, you know, as a business owner and a, and a parent is the how do you balance running the business? How do you balance keeping your customers happy and also still being a good parent? Because we're, we're in a role of teaching our kids today and we have to balance all these things that we weren't even thinking about a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. so you know, education, uh, so sorry, utility, uh, education, and at, at, at the very least, I think context sensitive entertainment you know we're all uh we're all trying to wrap our arms around this and barring anything else you know people still need to be they need a break they need a release they need a way to um just kind of take a deep breath and just let go and laugh and you know if you're ideally your brand does all those things but you know if you can't be a utility if you can't uh, provide education. You can't make the situation better. At the very least, you can provide a moment, a break from reality, uh, you know, and that kind of entertainment. I love that. I, you know, the break, this is kind of, I feel like since I've been working from home, I've had more calls than I've ever had before, which is interesting. It's not a bad thing necessarily, but I think everybody's just saying, okay, how can we just talk to one another right now? Um, and that was a similar sentiment is that, you know, for folks, you know, myself, I'm, I'm working from home with four kids. You know, the person we were talking to uh, today, she has two girls at home as well. And she shared a kind of a, a similar sentiment. They're kind of planning out their event that's scheduled for the summer. And they're like, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. They're rethinking everything. And, their whole thought process is if things do continue to roll as far as it could, um, we just need to provide that break. We need to provide something, an alternative to, you know, the nightly news and the same kind of content that we're seeing and the same messaging we're seeing all over the place, which is I'm here for you. Um, here's some benefits to working from home. And I've seen probably the same article published several times from different companies, which is fine, but everybody's trying to say similar things. So I think that break, um, don't underestimate that. I think that break is is very valuable because it allows people to kind of detach from the current situation and, and still learn, still progress. Um, and it can be in multiple factors. It can be humor. Um, it can be something that you just want to learn about. You know, we're taking the time as a company to learn about the uh, latest technology that we've literally had zero time to focus on um, in the past at all, but it might be something that helps us in the future. So it's allowing us to take the time to, to go ahead and do that. So those breaks, um, I, I think it's important to to really put emphasis on that because people are people need that for sure. Um, it's a good thing. One thing I do want to touch upon, you mentioned it before, kind of when I first asked the question, you had said that, you know, kind of right now, everybody in the company is in marketing. Every single person, they're all kind of frontline marketers. And we used to hear that all the time, right? That, you know, your sales team is the the best kind of frontline marketers. They're on they're on the front the battle lines. They're the ones that are representing your brand on a day-to-day basis on phone calls and in person and at events. Should strategy start from an internal communication standpoint where we're talking to kind of our team, hey, here's where we stand. I mean, just how important is that for you to make sure that everybody in your company is aligned before anything else? Because I, I think that's the one thing that I think folks forget. They automatically think, hey, we have to push this message out and we have to get this to our clients. But how important is it to get it to kind of your internal clients, if you will, before anybody else? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so, you know, the when when you ask that, it makes me think of 
um, a big problem that companies are dealing with right now. And one of the things that, that we see is a lot of companies just don't know who they are. They don't know what their brand is. They don't know what their voice is and, and the, you know, the total kind of value picture that they bring to the table for their, their customers and their, you know, their employees and their community. And so what you see are these very corporate, maybe written by a, a, a PR consultant communications, and they're very careful. They're very, we need to say something, but we have to be really careful about what we say because we don't want to get in trouble. And that comes, I think, um, from two places. I think it comes from fear, right? We're, we're, all, we're all in the current state that we're in, and we don't want to make it worse for ourselves some point down the road. And that's, that's a legitimate concern. But the other part is not knowing what the, you know, who the brand is, what the brand stands for. And that's where companies need to really look and say, in this moment, um, who, who are we truly? What it, what is what is it that we bring uh, to the table to the community uh, to our to our customers and our employees and what happens when you have um, good alignment there when you have people who understand that uh, it's not just a, a, enough for leadership to know that the everybody in the company needs to know what the brand stands for and then the communications become easier. I know what my brand stands for. I believe in it. I'm passionate about it. And I can have a conversation with a customer or a prospect. And it's an authentic conversation because I am empowered to represent the brand because I, I understand it. And it's coming from top down. It's coming from leadership. This can't be a small group of people within an organization that is on a and on a mission we've got to figure out our mission statement we've got to figure out our value proposition and then we're going to use it to create all the advertising no it's got to be truly authentic and, and meaningful for it to work at a time like this awesome that was like the epitome of sound bites if i've ever heard one to be honest with you i was i'm sitting there was like okay no that was just great i loved it that was phenomenal and it is the thing you know and we've seen more of this in the last year and a year and a half, because I think a lot of companies are are coming to the conclusion that, you know, we work with tech companies. They they used to believe that if you build it, they will come. And now they realize that the, people don't care. You need to connect what you built uh, as a solution to their problem. So uh, where, where they're getting to now is there's this sort of maturation happening where a lot of companies are able to spin up technology and competing technology very quickly. And so, What's left to us is who are we as people? And that is what our brand is about and our purpose for being. Um, and, you know, this isn't new. This is not a new thing. It's that when everything else is played out, it's the one thing that is a constant. Right. Like the, the tried and true is who are you? <laughs> Explain that and have everybody on the same page and have all your customers be able to say that too. Um with that in mind, you know, that there's, you know, we everybody hears it, right? That there's more noise than ever out there from an advertising standpoint. Right now, is it the right time to try to cut through? Should you be trying to cut through the noise of, you know, 
everyday day-to-day life? I mean, should you actually be trying to push that out right now? Or, you know, with your clients, do you tell them, hey, maybe maybe pause your spend for a little bit, maybe dial back your spend a little bit. What do you think about doing right now? Because at at some point this is going to end, right? You know, fingers are crossed, this is going to end. Um, But you don't want to necessarily pick up when it does end and say, okay, I I don't have, you know, my bucket of potential clients and customers um, be totally empty at that point, right? Those conversations, what should you be doing right now from from just an advertising standpoint, really? Yeah. So I think that, again, uh, in the context, assuming that at, at some level, um, you know, the the brand is relevant to what's going on right now. I, I sell a product for sure. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. So but, say it is relevant. If you feel yeah. like it is relevant to people right now. Yeah. Do, and, do you dial it up or down or what do you think? Well, what I want to where I would start is doing an assessment of what we're doing and and understanding what do we have out there. Uh, there's a there's a 95% chance that we need to uh, retailer whatever that that marketing and messaging is doing. There's a good chance that a lot of it needs to go to the side and and be put over here. Think about uh, you know we're talking about digital, but think about trade shows for a moment. The, those have just gone away. You know that channel uh, and that's brutal for salespeople, and so they need something else, yep. right? Um, we have a client who. Um, is is looking at that budget right now and saying, okay, how can we put that over to digital and do something else? We have another client who is just leaving that money in their trade show budget because their corporate structure is such that if they don't keep that money in the trade show this year, they're going to lose it for trade shows next year, which I think is this really... Bill, do we have the same clients? Because I'm wondering, I'm hearing like the exact same thing right now. Like we've had these exact same conversations like this last two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it is. taken out of that trade show budget they don't get it for next year or the year after, right? So yeah. they have to make sure that that's allocated. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, so it's funny how um, some of these structures that we've built to kind of control this thing called marketing um, have, are really getting in the way right now of us doing the work we need to do. And I don't believe that advertising, and I've, I've told my clients this, and I was having this conversation yesterday on a Zoom call with an organization where um, they, they were starting up the conversation again. How do we create messaging? And that's what we look to you, Mesh, for, to create messaging, to cut through all the noise that's happening right now. And I said, okay, freeze. Uh, the conversation that we need to be having is how do we stop advertising and how do we start really providing utility? How do we start providing uh, education? And they are not the brand for entertainment. So we didn't even go there. But really, they've got, they've got two key arrows there in their quiver. And again, utility and uh, education. And so building, um, you know, a multi-step, multi-channel campaign uh, based on utility and education. So it's not, it's not advertising the business, come buy our product. Here in this moment is what we can teach you. And here is how we can make your life easier. And from there, if that leads you to buying our product, it's brand building and it's the advertising. But I, I wouldn't advocate, certainly in my world of, of technology companies, I wouldn't advocate straight advertising at this point. If that's what you were doing, I would have told you to stop that anyway and do this thing over here. But today, that's more relevant than ever, especially if you've lost a channel like a trade show, which almost everyone has. 
no question. Awesome. Bill, this is great. Honestly, I can't say thank you enough for taking time out of the day. Really appreciate it. Um, to kind of wrap things up, where where can folks find you? If they're looking for, want to reach out, where do they find more about Mesh Interactive? Well, they can go to our site at meshagency.com. Uh, I can be found on different social networks at Bill Schick, S-C-H-I-C-K, just like the razor. No relation. I wish I wish there was, but none. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> be having how, a different that's conversation it. now, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that is that's how you get me. Awesome, Bill. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking time out. This is awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. Great stuff. So that is Bill Schick, uh, the founder of Mesh Interactive. This has been Create Smarter. I'm Tyler Pyburn from Five Tool Productions. You will, in fact, hear us next time.